Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and today is Powered Up Talk Radio. And I'm so excited because we're going to have um, we're going to have New Harbinger Books publicist, senior publicist Adia Kolar come out and visit with us today on the air. And um, we're going to talk today about women and self-promotion. We're going to talk about changes in the publishing industry. We're going to talk about uh, the use of social media within publishing. And Linda, I got to tell you, I'm so excited because I put this post up on Facebook today that said, you know, why do women seem to recover slower from men than, you know, different things. And I got so many responses and people are having such a good time. It's amazing when you put something out there, how much you can get back. Well, what did they have to say? Well, one of the guys said, you know, men um, men put things in compartments. Another guy wrote a great thing about how men just seem to use the replacement theory. Like, you know, dog dies, get a new dog. You know, girlfriend leaves, get a new girlfriend. You know, they don't seem to, to dwell so much. And another guy wrote, he's like, men don't live in the past. Women live in the past. And you know, just right there were three like really good insights. And then there were some women on there that were chatting about how this one lady, uh, she got remarried within a month and, you know, everybody said, oh, that's not going to last. And 29 years later, you know, she's here and 15 grandchildren. It was really interesting how people just opened up. And this is a social media forum, um, you know, and I thought about publishing and how authors can just put up their questions that they have, you know, into the, you know, blogosphere or into the social media arena and get immediate feedback. I thought that was really cool. I don't really do that. And I did that today for the first time. Well, I think it's like everything else. Everybody, everybody's an individual and everybody handles um, what happens in their life differently. So some men may be able to brush it off and say, you know, next. And some men uh, like women may just, you know, decide to live in the live in the hurt for a while so who knows i mean everybody everybody has their own way of dealing but i would say uh women as a rule probably dwell in the mire a lot more than the men do i think so i mean just from walking this earth you know i don't one of the gals who posted on my facebook wall said you know, do I have any proof that this is true? And it's like, I don't need to have proof. I know anecdotally, just by looking at my friends, you know, if they're female and they've broken up, they seem to take a lot longer to rebound and to get out of, you know, whatever it is, uh, than my guy friends. And it's, it's, you know, is there a study done? No, but there's a study that, you know, says, you know, 
eat eggs. Another study says don't eat eggs. I mean, you know, we all have to at some point think about and examine what is true for us and what our own truths are. And I think that's what I like so much about, you know, the Facebook post today, because it allowed people to share their voice as opposed to just always listening to experts. And, you know, I think experts are great. And I think people who write books are great. But at the end of the day, they can't substitute for our own thinking about our own situation. Right, and unless a, a book is is just a hundred percent done in in uh, done in research because of the research they've done with with gosh knows how many studies, um, the, the the author's personal feelings come through in the book. Yeah, they have to. You know, it's like if I write about divorce, I have very strong feelings about that. If I write about cheating, you know, I have a a certain perspective since that happened to me. You know, and I see friends who who comment on certain things. And I see this a lot on some of the places that post my work. I can always tell when somebody's never had a broken heart. You know, there are people out there who haven't had their heart broken by the love of their life. And, you know, and they're just, you know, everything's so good and all they have to do is believe and everything will be okay. And, you know, and those are nice platitudes. But for the person that's experienced some of this stuff, you just look at it and go, oh, you don't get it. You know, you mean well, but you don't get it. Yeah, well, but you know, and, uh, but you know, I'm I'm not one for really dwelling on okay, what was because yes, you have you have everybody's got stuff coming at them, and they've all had some sort of tragedy in their lives. But it's it's the one that can bounce back from that and go on and not bear grudges or not hold you know to, to go, because every time that you hold that grudge or you're really angry or you're really mad at that person or you you go out on a date with a with a new guy and you've got all of this stuff going on in your head that prevents you from really getting uh, involved in a new relationship it's you're the one that suffers not the one that did you wrong that's right and you're the one that holds yourself back and you know and it's so funny linda because i love talking to you about topics like these because you're one of the few women in my life that will just tell me what it is. Like, you'll just frankly tell me your opinion. I think of like my friend Lou Paget. She'll always do that too, you know. And we need people in our lives to say, okay, come on now. Like, you know, move on or get over this or, or you know, have you ever thought about this? Because when you look at all these experts, you know, I look at all these relationship books out there and everybody's trying to teach you how to find the next Mr. Right and do this, don't do that, wear this, don't wear that. It all comes down at the end of the day to, do you really want a person in your life? And that was something that I struggled with for a long time because my life is great in every area except for my, you know, dating area. But if I really get real with myself, Linda, I don't think I really want somebody right now. I don't want to make the effort. I'll tell you that. Um, you know, well, but there's things that we have in our life that we can just listen to every expert under the sun and then just feel completely overwhelmed and stuck. And I think that a good book is a good book, but a good girlfriend will, you know, go, you know, 10 miles of where the book could go. Right. And the the best girlfriend that you have is you. Because you can't fool yourself. So if if that if this is the time in your life where you just want to enjoy your children, enjoy your your work, enjoy your dad, enjoy 
your life, whatever you're doing, then who's to say that that isn't that's that works for you? So don't even. Why would you look in a book or even go to a girlfriend for to get a second opinion? Because this is you know in your heart that this is this is what works for you now. I'm not saying it'll work for you two years from now or two weeks from now, but right now it does. And if you're happy and you're feeling good about it, then you don't have to go any further than that. You know, Linda, that's so amazing that you say that so quickly and so cleanly because we live in a couple society, you know, women who are divorced or men who are divorced or people who choose to be single, you know, they always look like there's something wrong with them. But maybe the thing is that there's something right with us if we make that choice in our lives. I see the same kind of bigotry about, you know, my friends who choose not to have children. People, oh, what's wrong with them? It's like, You know, we all have choices in this world, but I think, you know, media and books, a lot of times they do try to tell us how to think and especially, you know, the beauty products where it's like, you know, you're beautiful if you wear, you know, my perfume or use my makeup or, you know, wear my clothing. And it's always interesting to me that, you know, media takes so much time and energy telling us what to think. And here you are like a breath of fresh air going, you know what, it really only matters what you think. And i that's why you're my friend. Well, but, you know, that's the truth because you can't listen to anybody else because nobody else knows who you are or what you're going through. You have to answer only to yourself. And, you know, that's like the bottom line. And, I, you know, and I, and I don't believe – I. Again, I don't believe in wallowing in what was because it does do, it does nothing for you. You just have to get up to a new day and a and a new hopefully a new desire or a new passion or or just feeling good and and go with it because life is too short not to feel good. Life is too short, you know, not to feel good. And I like the the new trend in, you know, with the internet with respect to publishing. I love that people finally have their voices. And yeah, there's a lot of kooks out there and a lot of people saying stuff, you know, you probably don't want to listen to. But I love that the internet has given publishing and e-publishing and self-publishing and white pages and, you know, the ability to have an affordable website. I love that it it really exercises our freedom of speech. It really gives voice to the people who've experienced something where in the past, you know, publishing was really limited to those with, you know, the PhDs and the doctors and the, you know, the, the, it's like anybody can write a book today. And, you know, that's both a good and a bad thing. No, well, it it is. I think it's a good thing. Um, and, you know, get, writing a 400-page book isn't even necessary uh, anymore because I don't think people have the patience to to read a 400-page book. So if you're doing a small little e-book, but you really get your points across very, very clearly and very succinctly, I think that um, people will will want to read that. I think so, too. And I think, you know, in this immediacy, you know, and I I love to ask Adia Kalar, who is our publicist coming up, I would love to know if, as a general rule, books have gotten shorter, because I'm of the ilk that it's like, if you can't tell me a movie in two hours or less, I'm sorry, I, I can't see it. And if you can't, you know, tell me what I need to know in like 150 or 200 words or less, or 200 pages or less, I, I really don't want to hear it, because I, I want to know what the book is about. And I don't want to hear your thought on everything under the sun. I want to know what you can tell me about the topic I'm interested in. So All I'm right. Curious. Or or you can read a book purely for pleasure. 
It doesn't have to have a, a meaning. It doesn't have to have a title. It's just a story that you get involved in. And right now, uh, those, I mean, over the weekend, I got so involved in this House of Cards on Netflix that I went through the whole first season, which is 13 episodes, uh, like in two days, because I was, it, the story was so good. It was so enjoyable um, that I, you know, I, I was just glued to my set. And I said, well, I'll only watch one, then I'll only watch four, I'll only watch ten. I went through the whole first season, and, and I, was, I was happy. It was just, it was just, a, it was fun. Oh, I love that. It was just fun. So you know what, Linda, I need to take us to commercial break. Uh, My name is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about publishing. We're going to talk about reading, and we're going to talk about books. And sometimes it's just going to be for fun. So when we come back from the break, don't miss Adia Kalar of New Harbinger Books. She's a senior publicist. She's going to answer lots of our questions after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Wondering if there's more than a 9 to 5? Do you ever yell out, is this all there is? Then join Alaska Coach Keith's radio show, where we'll focus on transition, career revitalization, and freedom. Keith will discuss tips and tricks for developing and living to our highest potential. It's time we dusted off our dreams and became alive with purpose. Keith will share lessons he's learned from a 20-year study of career engagement, motivation, and personal leadership. He'll interview experts and authors who know both struggle and triumph. You may even get a chance to bring your biggest challenge to the radio for an on-the-spot coaching with Keith. Join Alaska Coach Keith each week. Conceive. Believe. Achieve. Heard every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and today we're going to talk about 
publishing. We're going to talk with senior publicist from New Harbinger Books, Adia Kalar, and she is not only a publicist, but she's a writer and a well-published one at that. She's been in the Huffington Post. She's written a lot about addiction and recovery. Um, she's really just a, a really great person to talk about the things that we want to talk about today, which is women in self-promotion, changing in publishing. And I would love, Adia, to introduce herself and tell me just what a publicist does because we hear people say oh you need a publicist i have a publicist but i don't even know what a publicist does adia welcome to the show thank you so much sandra for having me on the show pleasure to be here oh so i have so many questions for you but before we get into it i would love for you to introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about how you got to be where you are today Well, originally, I wasn't planning on being a publicist. Um, When I was young, I wanted to be the president of the United States, and then I decided that would take a lot of work, so I wanted to be an actress. And by the time I went to college, I wanted to be in journalism. So I started majoring in broadcast journalism and then realized that what I wanted to do would take so much time. I really wanted to be a gatekeeper. And I decided, you know, I want to have a family at some point, so... I started looking at marketing, and I decided that I wanted to stay at school in the School of Communications, and the closest thing to marketing was PR. So I started doing PR, and I minored in psychology, and um, I've been doing it ever since. When I um, got out of college, I interned at Apple, and I got a lot of tech experience that way. And then I started working at New Harbinger Publications. They had a publicist position open, and I said, oh, that would be using my PR major. And, you know, New Harbinger is a psychology and self-help publishing company, so I said that would be using my minor. So it's the best of both worlds. So I've been here for about six and a half years. So, Adia, this is Linda Franklin. Thank you for being on the show today. Hi, Linda. So tell me the process. Uh, they, they go out and they'll find a new publisher with a, with a great book, and then what do they do? They hand it over to you and say, okay, let the world know about it? Yeah, well, when people start publishing with us, um, several months in advance, we start working with authors. And so we just kind of get a feel for what the authors do, what their platform is, um, the topics that they write about, and we start looking at who we're going to pitch, what angles we're going to use, and things like that. And there's different aspects to a publicity campaign. But at New Harbinger, it starts several months in advance, and it basically goes the whole um, length of the book being in print. So I'm working on books that are out right now. I'm working on books that are coming out in the spring and in the fall. And I'm also um, still in contact with authors and occasionally doing stuff for books that are 5, 10, 15 years old. So, yeah. Well, I know one of the books that you that I, I read that uh, was one of your first projects was The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Yes, and it was. I, and I did see Michael Singer on the Oprah Soul series on Sunday. Uh, I got—I mm-hmm. don't know, must have, it was about six months ago, and I ran out and I got the book, and I think I told Sandra about it. I said, I, I love this book because, you know, all of this is just my thing. And I said, let's try to get Michael on the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That didn't yeah. happen, but, uh, but uh, I, lo- I love the book, I, you know, The Journey Beyond It Yourself. 
Yeah, it's an incredible book. And it was actually one of the first books that I publicized when I came to New Harbinger. And so we published it back in 2007 and worked really hard with Michael. Um, We got some publicity, but, you know, it was just a little bit. And, um, you know, the book has just been a backlist seller for so long and and word of mouth and, and viral and stuff like that. And someone brought the book to Oprah. She loved it. She contacted us. And uh, Michael was thrilled to be on her show. So he flew out to Chicago. I flew out as well. And it was really exciting. It was it was great to Hello. scour through the book. Hello, can you hear me? Um, yeah, I can hear you. you now, but there was a blank spot in oh. there. So if you were saying something, please say it again because oh, I didn't sorry hear about that. Um, Well, basically, you know, we went out to Chicago. I scoured the book for interview questions, presented them to Oprah. Um, Oprah used some of them on her show. It was great. We got to meet her and, you know, just really got to spread the word about the untethered soul. And it's just continued to to build. And, um, you know, Oprah actually presented the book on Good Morning America when she was there one day talking about her favorite things. And so the book had a resurgence at that point. So every once in a while, it gets back on the New York Times bestseller list. And, you know, it's a pleasure to work with Michael. So, um, yeah, just love it. Well, that was a good first project. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, the thing is, it started in 2007. The appearance was in 2012. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes things take a while, but (laughs) what rich rewards that we got from it. Well, and I love the little books that could. Like, you know, I think of some of the books, um, you know, that I have enjoyed, you know, that your your company has put together. You know, like I love the Eating Naked series. We had Margaret Floyd on. And I've been reading this one um, that you're producing, The Living With Your Heart Wide Open. And yes. to me, it's like, again, it's going to be one of those little sleeper books that just wake up one day and, you know, everybody needs to read it. There's so much good that comes out of your your publishing house, idea. And it was really funny because when I first met you, and I, I think you sent me a link to your catalog or something, you know, w- with respect to the authors. And I went through with a marker and I'm like, I put a cross through every book I already owned and there was like 20 of them. And I'm like, Oh, I'm in the right place because I think that you do a really good job offering a a wide variety of authors um, and a wide variety of topics within the self-help industry, which is near and dear to my heart. I just think it's great. How does, how do you find authors? Like how does your company find them? And then how do you develop them? Well, there's a few ways. Um, Acquisitions, our acquisitions department will actually go out and look for authors. They'll go to conferences. They'll they'll go to different things. They'll read people's blogs, you know, stuff like that. They'll see people in the media and they'll say, oh, this person would be great to to write a book with, and they'll contact them. That's one way that, that it's done. Another way is that someone will have an agent and the agent will contact us. They'll think, oh, New Harbinger is the place where we think our client's book should be published. And so it'll get published that way. Um, Another way that it happens are that potential authors will just contact us directly. And one thing I think is really cool about New Harbinger is it's so easy for people to contact us. You know, there's a page on the website that talks about publishing with us. There's an email address proposals at newharbinger.com, and people can submit things right there. So a lot of times people will just submit their ideas, we'll kind of flesh it out, 
and then we can go from there and and see if if we're if it's a book and a topic and you know that we want to publish. So, is is New Harbinger a self publisher or um, are you actually paying authors for their books? We pay authors. You do. Okay. Mhm. Yeah. All right. Um. I. Yeah, because a lot of people, you know, I think they're confused about self-publishing and and what that mm-hmm. entails. And now everything is, you know, on the Kindle or um, they're doing eBooks, and there's just so much out there. Um, the thing that I think that 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 really new authors particularly get really confused about is they think that they're going to write a book and all of a sudden the world is going to open up to them and, you know, they're going to become famous. And, you know, so many hearts have been broken that way because the writing of the book is one thing. Uh, If you do not spend your whole time marketing your book, uh, chances are it's never going to get any further than your friends and relatives. Yeah, you know, it's definitely that that's something that comes up. Um authors will, you know, understandably be super passionate about their work and so are we, but sometimes people will think it's going to be right on the New York Times bestseller list right away and it's not necessarily reality. Um but when people develop the whole package, kind of what you were talking about in terms of devoting time to their life's work if the book is their life's work it definitely does help but i think that's one reason why we have publicity and marketing is to assist in those areas when authors don't have all that time but also to help the ones who really want to devote time to their book and really are taking time off of it to fully promote it or at least promote it you know very heavily yeah, well, it's really difficult because if you're not, if you haven't written a lot of books before, or you're not a star or a personality, um, there's so many books written. It's just like they get you get lost in the shuffle, and it, it, it you know, it, it gets discouraging to to new people. But it's um, that's just the way it is, and it's publishing is getting harder. Um, I think not easier. Uh, do you agree? It is getting more challenging. Um, one thing that we kind of like at New Harbinger is sometimes people don't have maybe the, they don't want to go to a therapist. They're not interested. It's not readily available to them. So they pick up our book and our books, you know, go step through step to help people deal with the issues that are arising in their lives. And, um, you know, and I think one of the aspects in terms of publicity and also digital marketing, and they're getting more and more converged is that we'll work with authors who are new time, you know, who are new authors. We'll show them these are things you can do ahead of time before your book is published so that you can build your presence and different things like that so that people can really become part of the immediate dialogue, which definitely helps with their book. You know, girls, I need to take us to commercial break. Uh, we're visiting today with Adia Kalar of New Harbinger Publishing. Uh, Adia, what is the website you'd like people to go to to learn more about you and more about your publishing company? To learn more about New Harbinger, you can go to www.newharbinger.com. To learn more about me, you can go to www.adiakolar.com. 
Wonderful. And that's A-D-I-A-C-O-L-A-R.com. When we come back from the break, we are going to talk about women in self-promotion because I know it was really hard for me when I got started in what I'm doing to self-promote myself. Now I'm getting better at it. Linda, you've always been good at it. I will, I'm going to tease you because you are really, really good at that aspect of it. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk to Adia more about women in publishing and self-promotion. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for Bee Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be by Design, How I Be is Up to Me, hosts lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Just give us one hour, and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress Cayman is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice, and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. As a filmmaker, positive psychology coach, author, professor, and change agent specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cybers Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. On the show, she also focuses on military families and service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and other post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. So, let's spend some time getting to the heart of the matter on Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 40- Hey, ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And uh, we're visiting today with Adia Kalar at New Harbinger Publications. And we're talking about women in publishing. We're also talking today about women in self-promotion. Now, Adia... Do you find that the difference between your male and female clients vary with the amount of publicity that you can you do? Can you do it easily with a woman more than a man or vice versa? What's the change? Depending on whether they're male or female, just really are interested in self-promotion. I'd say that 
some of them will do a lot of work themselves, but a number of them are really into building their brand and anything that I suggest to them, they're open to doing. So it doesn't particularly matter, I found, with the gender, just the enthusiasm and whether they carve out the time to actually do it. See, what's interesting is, you know, and I work a lot in author development with respect to my inner brand strategy aspect of my company. And I, I find that, and I'm just going to say this, that a lot of my male clients really are okay with saying, you know, I'm an expert. This is what I do. This is what I know. And I see with some of my majority of my female clients that there's a little bit of hesitation there. Maybe it's a cultural or societal stereotype hesitation to say like, I wrote this, like, this is great. This is a great book that I wrote, or this is a great screenplay, or this is a great, you know, movie that I wrote. And I think it's really interesting that, um, that there's a gender difference. You know, that happens a lot. I definitely think that in our society, we have a tendency, men are more comfortable, as you said, promoting, this is what I'm doing. And women might be a little more reticent, like, I don't want to do this, it's bragging and stuff like that. Um, but I find that there's a number of female authors that I work with who are really good at promoting themselves. And we talk a lot about promoting before the book comes out and really stressing that. And so there's a number of them who want to build their brand and they're willing to do any suggestions we offer. So it's, it's, it's great. It's really a pleasure. I know when I, I, my background is Wall Street, so I knew absolutely nothing about publishing, writing a book. I knew nothing about the internet. I knew nothing about blogs. Um, and what I did is um, I went, I'm sure you've heard of him, Steve Harrison. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I, he does this publicity summit and, and it's called how to, you know, get your book published and how to do all of the other ancillary things. So it, it was interesting. Um, and, and because uh, my book was, um, my blog at the time was called The Real Cougar Woman. So just that word cougar uh, got people interested. So I got people coming to me. Now, it really had very little to do about older men and younger women, but or oh, I younger older women and younger men, I should say. But just the, you know, the media glommed onto that because we were, we were going through a cougar craze at the time. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. it was interesting, but you know, so I I did uh, I did the book, and and you know, it did quite well for a while. But I didn't you know put anything more on the book than it was just a a calling card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, one thing I really encourage authors to do is to build their brand. It's it's really it's not just that they publish a book. You know, we say think of the book as launching your business. And so for at least a year, really say, really work hard and dedicate yourself to the book. And the challenge is our authors have expertise, but at the same time, sometimes they're professors, they might have clients and things like that. So they're not able to um, necessarily devote time like other authors can. But the ones who can, we definitely work a lot on building their online platform. Yeah. You know, and a lot of them do these Amazon campaigns, um, you know, to be so that they could be number one on Amazon for one or two days. And um, how does, what do you think of that? I think that is, you know, a good idea just to get more um, exposure. 
you know, what authors oftentimes do with that is they have email lists that they will send um, emails to to say, hey, my book's launching today. Please go on Amazon, and they'll include a link. And they'll also work with other people in terms of networking, people who have email lists. And those people will also send out something, hey, this colleague or this friend or, you know, my wife is, is, has this book that's coming out please click on it today and go and buy it. And yeah. people will do kind of a, a concentrated clicking thing like that. And that will that's one of the factors that Amazon uses. They use tons of things in their algorithms and we don't know exactly everything, but that you know, if people click on something or search for it, that definitely boosts up the number. Well, and, you know, I want to weigh in on that since I, I know a, a, a lot about this, um, you know, whether it's a pay-per-click campaign or you're marketing your book organically. I, I like to use organic marketing in my business. Organic marketing is where you write blogs, you write posts, you you do things and people find you organically. And the reason I like that idea in Linda is that it has legs and it builds over time. For example, you know, uh, like a radio show, like I might be on a radio show and, you know, the first couple months it might have two or 3,000 listeners. Well, if you write and blog and promote properly, organically, your show or your downloads or your book sales will grow over time. It's not like you have to keep feeding the beast. You know, Google, I love Google, don't get me wrong, I advise on a lot of things for them. Um, but in pay-per-click campaigns and things like that, you got to keep feeding the beast. You keep, you keep um, having to pay to get leads. And when you do things organically, like through blogging and Facebook and Twittering and things like that, you can actually increase your exposure exponentially uh, just by writing. And a writer is a writer is a writer, you know, and a person who wrote a book at their heart they should be a writer if they're going to use this kind of publishing uh tool to build their following absolutely that's that's totally correct and and one thing that you were kind of talking about which it reminds me of which i speak to authors about is being a part of the immediate dialogue you know if for instance a lawyer i mean a writer specializes in some aspect of law and we don't have um we don't write law books really, even though we do have one that's coming up that does have some law stuff in it. You know, recommend that they go to, to blogs that are by lawyers, that they um, write about it, that they follow those people on Twitter and on Facebook, you know, that they really become a resource and that they look for articles that deal with um, things that pertain to law and they blog about it as quickly as possible. So I have one author. Um, you know, for instance, with Margaret Floyd, if I'm seeing something regarding like eating naked, hello, Margaret wrote Eat Naked, and she also wrote the Naked Foods Cookbook. So I might call her or email her and say, hey, Margaret, would you write a blog piece about this? This just came out. This is fresh in the news. And then someone will say, you know, she'll say, yes, I'll do that. And she'll give her information. She'll also share tips that she has. People will pick that up. They'll say, oh, this is something else I can do. If she puts it on Twitter, here's some tips that I recommend, people will retweet it. If she puts it on Facebook, people will, you know, re will share it. So it's, it's about being part of the immediate dialogue and providing information that people can use. And people will start picking that up and it will start growing 
organically. But, and that's really good that you say that because, you know, I signed up for Margaret Floyd's everything. I went to the, her website. I read her books. You know, I think she does a really good job. And you're right. What she does is she provides value with everything she's writing about. So if she's, you know, writing something, it's not talking about her new next book that's coming out and who cares. She gives us, you know, very important points that can change our lives step by step. And, you know, and I think if I didn't already have her books, it would have caused me to go out and buy her books. And that's probably why I have so many of your books that I bought, again, organically through what you're doing. Now, Adia, I'd like to turn this conversation around a little bit to you and talk about you personally, because you have a very unique point of view and you have your own kind of thing going on with respect to your ability to help other people through your writing. Yeah, I've, in terms of writing, I've been writing for years and I, you know, specifically focus on recovery, um, particularly eating disorder recovery. And one reason why I found it was important to write about it was when the time when I had my eating disorder in my teens and my 20s, there was so much shame associated with it. I, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to tell people. I was embarrassed to be, um, you know, someone who grew up in upper middle class family and hadn't suffered abuse but still had this eating disorder because, just because I've met a number of people who have. And I used to say to a therapist, I don't see why I have an eating disorder. I don't have an excuse for it. So that was an area of shame. Um, being a woman of color, I felt uncomfortable with that. Um, so just a lot of shame around it. And I found that the more I spoke about it, the more that shame lifted. And so I just try to use my voice to talk about what's helped me in recovery, what helps me to stay in recovery, um, things that I've done where it's led to relapse and how I've gotten back into being in recovery and stuff like that. I, I do offer tips sometimes, but it's not so much advice. It's more my experience, and then people can take what works for them and maybe incorporate it. And I've gotten so much feedback from people who have said, thank you so much. You've, you've helped me break through some of this. You know, thank you. I'm able to share this with my family. I've had people contact me who've had relatives who have eating disorders, and they're like, this is great. Could you give me your recommendation on this? Um, so that's why I'm writing. It, writing to me is extremely cathartic. It helps me breathe. It helps me be okay. But the reason why I put it out there is because it it, it helps other people, because people have told me that it helps them, and it encourages me to continue to dig and share that with people, and hopefully we can, you know, really kind of work on recovery and shame and, and things like that. Adia, I need to take us to commercial break. This is Powered Up Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. When we come back from the break, we're going to visit a little bit more about uh, with Adia about publishing, and, and uh, we're going to also talk to Linda Franklin about her new habit that she picked up this weekend called Netflix TV Watching. I can't wait to hear what she watched next. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Rockstar Radio Network. At the ripe age of five, she was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a a bachelor in nursing and master's of business administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul radio show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Rockstar Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and we're visiting today with Adia Kalar. She's from New Harbinger Publications and Adia, I have a good question for you for women out there who are considering second careers and, and thinking that they may want to write a book about their experiences. Where would you tell them to begin? The first thing I think they should do is look at other books that are already out there. Um, read them check out the authors, and see what they have that's different, some information that they can share, um, a different perspective, things like that so that they can really distinguish themselves in the market. And then I just recommend they write. Write a lot. Start establishing yourself online. Start doing promotion. Start blogging if, if you have the time. Get a Twitter account. Get Facebook. Really expose yourself. And then they can go different ways. They could come to New Harbinger, you know, if they write psychology and self-help and just come directly. Um, other people go to agents because a number of publishing companies, it's hard to go right to the publishing company. So you have to go through an agent. So you would send your proposal to an agent. They would look at it. And if they decided to work with you, they would pitch it to publishing companies. And so it's really just doing a lot of that background writing work, the research work, and building your platform online that I think really helps people if they want to become 
um, authors. You're, you know, you see a lot of books um, and, and proposals come across your desk, I'm sure. Um, and sometimes, you know, as for me, because I've been looking at self-help book and psychology books for 30 years, and sometimes it's just same old, same old. What are you seeing anything new coming down the pike that is really setting you on fire because it's something new that people haven't looked at before? Well, I think one thing that's great about New Harbinger and the books we publish is that we really dig into evidence-based psychology. So it's not just pop psychology, here's something you can do by an uncredentialed person. We really look at people who know this information and can shed new new light on it, new ways of, of looking at it. And so something that's not brand new, that's been around for years, but that is getting more um, prominence is acceptance and commitment therapy. And I love different ways that they can apply acceptance and commitment therapy, which is known as ACT, into different areas of, your, of their lives. So it's something that I read a lot just for my own benefit, and it helps me to be able to promote it. And another thing that we do a lot of, or that we've been publishing more books on, are integrated therapies, um, maybe using ACT and DBT, which is dialectical behavior therapy, and CBT, which is cognitive behavior therapy, to help people with everyday problems, to help people with anxiety, or to help people with emotion, you know, dysregulation, to help people who are dealing with trauma, who are dealing with eating issues, things like that, just really incorporating um, a full range of, of these techniques that have been proven to work. So that's that's definitely something. So when you have these 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 credentialed books and these these books by experts, do you get a lot of support from like the big agencies like Psychology Today and and you know some of these big companies out there um, in promoting these books, or are they promoting the person, not the book? Well, usually they're promoting the story, at least with Psychology Today. I work really closely with some of the with some of the editors there. And so one thing that I've done a lot of with Psychology Today in particular is developing author blogs. We have a number of authors who are just really experts in their field or really experts in a certain area like self-compassion or mindfulness or, you know, um, relationships. And so really helping them develop blogs, helping them come up with blog topics, and just really writing about those things. So they're kind of discussing stories, topics there, but they're also at the same time building their platform. And authors who I have who've contributed to Huffington Post, oftentimes it's being part of the immediate dialogue. Something comes out and they immediately want to write about it. I go to certain authors when I see something in the news, and I say, hey, this came out. Would you write about it? And they say yes. And so in that standpoint, they're both covering a story, but they're also building their brand. So I think a lot of the editors I work with are looking for the story, but they really want people who are experts in their area, who know the research, who know new angles of it, and who can provide that information to their readers. Do you see um, any more of these spiritual books coming down the pike, something uh, on the order that Michael wrote about? 
Absolutely. Yeah, we're definitely looking at more spirituality books and expanding that. And, um, you know, looking at at those different areas. So it's it's really exciting. It's great to see what an impact the untethered soul has had on people. And we're looking at expanding on that more because we have the evidence-based psychology. We have the very scientific stuff. But there's also so much... um, in the spirituality realm that we think is beneficial. Um, we, we already publish a number of books that have Buddhism in it. For instance, Buddha's Brain, which was by Rick Hansen, and it's, it's done really well. And it combines Buddhism, neuroscience, things like that. We had a memoir that came out, The Buddha and the Borderline, and it was talking about someone, Kira Van Gelder, who had um, who has borderline personality disorder, and she used Buddhism as one of the ways to help her um, to help her manage that. So we we do do some spirituality, but we're definitely looking at expanding that in the near future. Well, that's good because those are they're my favorite kind of books uh, because. Uh, sometimes just to get away from, you know, the facts of things and, and to hear about people's experiences and and sort of relating them to your own are, are very beneficial. Exactly. And, you know, one thing you'll notice with um, The Untethered Soul is that there are a lot of kind of psychological connections that you can find there. It, it does deal with the spiritual, but it's very practical. And kind of just tying back around to evidence-based psychology and psychology today, we have one author, Steve Hayes, who's one of the founders of Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. And he wrote a blog piece basically tying part of Acceptance and Commitment Therapy to something that Michael Singer discussed in The Untethered Soul. So he was basically showing how this spiritual concept is actually applicable to psychology, which is great because, you know, we're so spread out in different areas. We're not just concentrated in one area. So to be able to incorporate it and show people that there's really several things you can do, they're all connected, we think is is really important. Or you can go the other way and say that spirituality is a reality and and, psych- and psychology is the concept. <laughs> it just depends where you're, you know, what you believe in. Very true. <laughs> yes. Okay, I, I know that that's a you know that's a finite subject, but it's um, you know it it to me uh, the the spiritual is 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 really the basis of of everything. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I I write about spirituality as. As well, so yeah, it, it definitely interests me. <laughs> Azia, thank you so much for being our guest today. Uh, you answered so many questions. You were outstanding. I can see why New Harbinger hired you as their senior publicist. You certainly know your stuff. Uh, I want you to give the contact information for yourself and your uh, your company at the same time. And uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Sandra and Linda. Um, for the company, it's newharbinger.com, N-E-W-H-A-R-B-I-N-G-E-R.com. And for me, you can go to adiacolar.com, which is A-D-I-A-C-O-L-A-R.com. Thank you so much for being Thank our you. guest today. Um And uh, we'll definitely have you back sometime in the future to talk more about what's going on in publishing. 
Uh, Linda, now, Linda, an opening segment, you talked about spending the entire weekend watching something. So I'm excited to know what is your recommendation for this week on great things to watch. Well, if if, if you have Netflix, then um, and the only place you can get it is House of Cards. I mean, I had heard the hype. Uh, from last year into this year, we d- I didn't have Netflix. My husband um, uh, surprised me with, uh, with with a subscription. He says, okay, we have it. Now go do what you want to do. So he went to Connecticut to take care of some stuff with the house, and I stayed in, t- in the city and basically watched television all weekend. And as I said before, it was fun because this is uh, a wonderful um, – it's a wonderful series, and I like watching – it all together rather than, you know, week by week by week by week like you do on TV. Here they pub, they, they put up the whole 13 episodes and of, of, um, of uh, season one, and then they had just put up the, all the 13 episodes of season two. So now I'm into season two. But it is, you know, I love these stories. It's all about Washington. It's all about the politics. It's all about the uh, the personalities of people about the lying and the deceit and all the other stuff that we always think goes on in Washington and I I really believe it does <laughs> so it really it just brings it out to the fore uh forefront on what it's all about and this this power hungry crazy people and what they will do to get what they want well, yeah, power-hungry people are always, always fun to watch. And this is Powered Up Talk Radio with Linda Franklin and Sandra Beck. And our guest today has been Adia Kalar of New Harbinger Publishers. Uh, you can check out their books. Linda and I both own a bunch of them. They're a self-help-based uh, company. They do a really good job producing books. I think you should also check out Linda Franklin's book. Uh, it's Don't Call Me Ma'am. What is it, Linda? Don't Ever Call Me Ma'am. The Real Cougar Handbook for Life After 40. Love that. Love that. And it's available on Amazon. Now, next week, we are going to visit with a tarot card reader. So you're not going to want to miss that. We've done belly dancing on the air in my other show. We're going to do tarot card reader on the air coming next week. So you're not going to want to miss it. This is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin for Powered Up Talk Radio. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage 